You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome inside The Jason Smith Show. Actually, my show is The Jason Smith. I got done with it like three (laughs) hours ago. So now I'm here with Doug Gottlieb on The Dan Patrick Show. Just happens that way, Doug. You know, you just, just segue right from one show into another. It happens. Uh, it does, but uh, listen, the good thing is your weekend begins in uh, T-minus three hours. Yeah, that's the best part. Counting down, counting down to it. Uh, you know what I might do? I might start the Aaron Rodgers cleanse. I, I, may, I may go for the 12-day cleanse thing and just take some time off from work because apparently when you do that cleanse, you can't do anything else, so I'm just going to just do that. Uh, yeah, the, the induced vomiting and the uh, excavation at both ends, that, uh, yeah, that's I'm, – I'm good. I'm good. I'm Uh-oh. good. By the way, how on brand is that for Aaron Rodgers? Like, like when that story came out and he said, yeah, I came off this 12-day cleanse that involves that and, and forced body movements and, 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 and medication up your nose and milk and fluids and juices. I'm like, that is completely on. That is the most on-brand thing Aaron Rodgers has done in the last year and a half, and that's saying something. Yeah. Where are you from? Chico, California? No. Get out of here. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yes. I'm, I'm waiting for the ayahuasca, the ayahuasca uh, treatment as well. Um, and and some, some of the other stuff. Yeah. Like, if you were to line up 50 NFL players and not even provide names and, and just go like, which one of these gentlemen is most likely to go on a 12-day cleanse that involves all of these different things? You, I, I would, I'm not sure there's another guy who would get that, who would get that pick. I'm, you know, maybe long-haired Tom Brady back, you know, when, when he, when he grew the main long, that would be the only other guy. Yeah, yeah, it would be like the conversation about best wide receiver ever. Like Jerry Rice is at the top, and the next guy is like you know ten miles behind. It's like Aaron Rodgers, maybe Tom Brady, but really Aaron Rodgers is the guy. He's like the only one that would do that. Yep, 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 yep. yep. A big day in the NBA, and we got more on Aaron Rodgers coming up in about twenty minutes. Going to head to Green Bay and get the latest. Got some boots on the ground there, and uh, trying to figure out what is actually next when we could get the Aaron Rodgers decision. But a big night in the NBA tonight. We got James Harden's debut, which we're going to get to coming up later on in the show. Going to play for the Sixers. Finally, we get to see the ramifications of that trade. But um, with all the LeBron versus Lakers talk that's been going on, it's like that old video game from Sega, right? Bulls versus Blazers, LeBron versus Lakers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw something last night, Doug, that I know you're really hot on, which is we watched DeMar DeRozan, another incredible night for this guy, another 35-point night. He had 37, 12 in the fourth quarter. Bulls beat the Hawks. He is now the seventh player in NBA history to score 35 points in eight straight games, first time since Harden did it a couple of years ago. He's over 50% from the field. And look, I can't believe he's not getting more MVP talk, but this really, you know, lays into the fact that, hey, uh, the Lakers could have been a hell of a lot better than they were this year had they just made some different decisions. Yeah, the the story coming out of All-Star Weekend is that, you know, Rich Paul um, and and Rob Palenka – uh, are are a bit of a tiff, right? And and if it's Rich Paul, then it's LeBron James, and if it's Rich Paul and LeBron James, it's likely Anthony Davis as well. And what they're upset over is that the Lakers wouldn't make a trade deadline move to move off of Russell Westbrook and to bring in John Wall. When John Wall is the solution, you got to ask yourself what 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 is the problem that John Wall is the solution for, especially considering. Uh, despite his flaws, Westbrook was a breath of fresh air in D.C. as opposed to John Wall. And the, the Rockets, 
value him so much they're paying him $40 million to not play. Uh, all, all that said, yeah, when you watch DeRozan, like, that, that's the one that got away. Right? The, the, here's what happened, Jason. The Buddy Heel trade was going to happen. It was going to happen. Um, and LeBron and Anthony Davis said, uh-uh, we, we want to handpick our third guy. And, you know, among those interviewed was DeMar DeRozan, who's everybody in L.A. knows he's from L.A., right? Obviously grew up in Compton, went to high school in Compton, went to USC, would have loved to come back and play. And his game, at least in terms of where his points come from and some of the makings of his offensive game, he's not the defender of Kobe, but he's got the mo- probably the most Kobe-like game. He and um, a bigger version would be Kawhi Leonard, right? How they play. A more efficient Kobe on offense. And he thought he was going to get the call. And Anthony Davis and LeBron chose Russell Westbrook, likely because of their long friendship with him. And th- that's a mistake that's brought down the Lakers. It's not the only flaw to the Lakers, right? But Palinka and that, that portion of the decision-making crew should have kept Caruso. And and there's and we can go back into lineage and what, you know, last year, I think a lot of people were let down in the building that they didn't trade for Kyle Lowry at the trade deadline, and none of this would have been an issue. Uh, but that said, like, how do you say LeBron should be able to make another decision as a general manager when you could have had DeMar DeRozan? He wanted to come, and he chose Russell Westbrook instead. You know, the thing is, is that seeing how this is going to end up playing out for LeBron, I mean, uh, he's going to wind up leaving, and he's going to be the villain. And he, he will be he will be someone who comes to Los Angeles, plays for the Lakers, leaves after winning a championship, and everybody's and fans are to say, Good, go, go. Because he's just he's he basically he's come in, let's redo this team, we'll do it in my image. All right, we win the title in twenty twenty, that's awesome. But now because of my decisions, hey, we're really stuck. Boy, you're really stuck. We have no first round draft picks until the Bobby Bonilla tra- uh, the situation is over. So yeah, you know what, guys? I'm ca- I'm out. I'll see you later. Good luck. I'm going to go play someplace else with Bronny. I'm, I'm going to put pressure on Cleveland uh, to trade for me or to re- to sign me in a year and we're going to play together. Yeah, good luck with everything here, guys. I'm sorry I blowtorched it and everything is gone. But that's good. that's kind of what it is. And uh, LeBron I- is He's he's never got he's never gotten that hug he's never gotten that even from the Lakers everything has always been at arm's length and now it's LeBron and Clutch Sports versus the Lakers and and I I don't know that LeBron's ever as you said he's not going to get to make another decision because the Lakers are going to say you know what screw this I think there's a reason why we didn't go after John Wall we're just not going to do what you say anymore and LeBron's got to understand that okay. Um, try, trying to get in and run the Lakers is I'm I'm hitting a, a wall now and now I got to figure out what's next. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think by most people he'll be viewed as a villain. I just don't think he's ever really viewed as a as a Laker. You know, he plays for the Lakers, but he's not a Laker. Does that does that make sense? Right? It's like, um, it's like Austin in is in Texas, but not of Texas. Very very different than the rest of the state. And I think LeBron is is like that. He's maybe the the Chargers are the better analogy. Do, do people understand how hard it is to embrace a LeBron James when? And, and I'm not one of these tried and true. I'm not a Laker fan. But for Laker fans, Kobe was became everything, right? Everything. Even when they were bad, you know. And Kobe was bad. 
it was still kind of the the one guy, the last of the Mohicans, if you will. And of course, he had sixty in his last game. Kobe was everything. Kobe and Shaq era, and then Kobe on his own, you know, with with Lamar Odom and Pau Gasol, and LeBron James was the enemy. He was in the other side of the country. He was building his own kind of super team. He was competing for his own titles. And then LeBron shows up and says, you know, hey, I'm here. And, and you know, L.A. fans are like, okay, you got to win us something. Well, he won one, but it was in the bubble. It didn't seem to resonate as much. He doesn't feel the love from them. They don't, they're not in love with him. And so when he leaves, I, I don't think, I, I honestly don't think he'll be viewed as a villain. I just think it's, the, the relationship is very transactional. And that's one of the things that LeBron has changed about superstars in the NBA becomes a much more transactional relationship than we're used to in sports because sports is so much about emotional ties. Our guys, our city is better than your guys in your city. And I think that's how it'll be viewed. Not that he's some villain. Well, I, the the reason the villain is uh, is, is going to happen is because watch how are the Lakers going to get out of this, right? If the Lakers can't get out of this and can't hit hit reset, whether it's, you know, LeBron is gone and AD is gone and they can say, okay, hey, we'll trade for Zion. Damian Lillard's going to come. If they can't remake it and the Lakers get into one of those funks that, that last a few seasons, that bitterness towards LeBron is just going to continue to fester. It's going to be, look at the mess he, he left us. No one's going to blame Rob Palenka. No one's going to blame the genie bus. It's going to be, look at the mess that he, that he left us. And not only that, he, as you said, he never was really a Laker. He kind of had that moment when you thought what went, went after after Kobe died, and he had that moment in that speech and Mamba out. And I thought, okay, hey, LeBron's becoming a Laker now, but it just never got past that point. Like he came here, not once did he talk about how honored he was to be a and, and being a Lakers a lifelong dream. And and look, the Lakers have had all these big homegrown players that have that have been these guys forever. You know, it was it was Kobe. And then it was Shaq saying, I want to be a Laker. I want lost. This is what I want. I want to be a Laker. Okay, he was. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq wasn't homegrown now. Actually, no, 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 no. Shaq wasn't, past- but he came, he came in the middle of his career, and he wanted to be a Laker, and he won three straight championships. You think of him as a Laker. You know, he came early enough in his career where, okay, I can embrace you because you're 25, 26 years old, and you can be one of ours. LeBron has, has come as, yeah, I want the brand. I want the Lakers brand. I want to jumpstart my, my companies here, and I want to have a presence in Los Angeles. So it's kind of always been that way. When he kept he kept Magic Johnson outside his house, you know, when when, when he was when he was recruited, like Magic had to call him up to say, "Hey, I'm outside. Can you come out and talk?" I mean, that's the way it's been for LeBron since he got here. Well, Magic wasn't allowed to go in until a certain time, I think, and he got. No, there I know, early. but but the fact is, he he's sitting there in his in his you know in his driveway, and there, there's no way you can kind of help out Magic Johnson a little bit. Could couldn't help him out. Is it, hey, LeBron, you got the what's the Wi-Fi so I can at least get on my phone a bit for a few minutes before I can come in and talk. To would you. would be would be funny if he if he did ask for the Wi-Fi. Hey, this is <laughs> I just had in the neighborhood. That's actually a really good line. Why just stop by? Why well, just need your Wi-Fi code? That's it. I was I was I was I was I was, I was in the neighborhood. No, it's look the, the whole thing is interesting, and then you you look at the Bulls. And they're still without Alex Caruso, but uh, what a what a fun team, and what a what a decision by Billy Donovan to leave Oklahoma City. And and I look, I don't think they can compete at the top of the league, but they're going to be a nuisance for somebody in the playoffs. With they're just getting Zach Levine back, he missed those last three games of the, before the All Star break. You know, when you have 
you have Caruso and Ball, two tremendous defenders at the guard spots. You got Levine and DeRozan. You get anything from their interior play. Like, that's a hard team to play against. Not a championship caliber team, but it's good to have the Bulls back and DeRozan kind of proving the, you know, he's the anti-analytics. He's the mid-range jump shooter, but he's absolutely on a, on a, just a, incredible pace right now and, he, and he's 32 like he's always been a good player you know you remember he credited himself with the Raptors winning well they had to trade me to get Kawhi so uh, you know it's, it's kind of I'm kind of responsible for it uh, could he win the MVP this year I mean he we, we talk about a lot of other players and Embiid's at the top and now good luck with Harden there because Harden's going to get a lot of the credit could DeRozan win the MVP because he's had a season kind of unlike anybody else could he? Yeah. Will he? Probably not, because you know he's not going to be able to. He's not going to put up these numbers. I don't think consistently when you have Levine coming back, and you also have guys like. I mean, like, look. I don't know if Jokic can win it again. He probably should. But what happens is you win it once, and sometimes they get that fatigue over over you know voting for you again, and we start, you know, we start we we start changing how we look at it. I mean, I I think Luca could have won it based upon how he's played, but he was out of shape for the first, you know, two months of the season. So I, I don't know how you take that one, but um, could he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they if they continue on this and, and continue to win games, I mean, they're already at, I think, 39 wins, and their over-under for the start of the season was 41 and a half. So they far exceeded anyone's reasonable expectations, and he's a big part of the reason why. Yeah, it's, you know, the Bulls being back is just a great story. Right. You know, we, we don't talk about great stories as much because it's it's hard. It's hard to be compelling about it because, you know, hey, this guy's great. OK. And and what else? Well, here's why he's great. OK, what else do we got? Well, we're going to go on to something else. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. But the fact that, you know, if the look at the teams at the top of the East now, the Bulls, the Heat, the Sixers, the Bulls being this good is like it's like a, a breath of fresh air that, it, you know, we, everybody likes the retro. And, 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 you know, we had the we had the big uh, Michael Jordan documentary at Last Dance and everybody is still talking talking about the memes are still out there for it and the bulls haven't really been that relevant in a long time but the fact they are is now and and here they are at the top of the east and they should stay there the rest of the way and be a team in the east playoffs that wind up being one of one of the last teams standing that's a huge level of interest and at least a team that you can flock to because they have exciting players and and it's it's the the heritage part of the bulls and you know jordan's going to say some stuff and scotty pippen's going to say well the bulls are good because it's my this is my doing and and buy my bourbon. So that, that that's kind of the, the really fun part is that the Bulls stepping up is 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 the big breath of fresh air the NBA needs just to cut through things a little bit. No question about it. Um, I, I look, I, I think they're good. I think they're fun. And I, you know, I, I do. I, I and it it does change some of the dynamic getting ready for the playoffs. But to me, it's more every. It's one of those every shot he hits, every game winner carrying this team with with because that, that's what they wanted what Russell Westbrook for is could you carry the team knowing that LeBron would would miss a couple games that Anthony Davis would miss a couple games so and and just to be clear I think uh the LeBron's Wi-Fi would be King James right would that be that be the Wi-Fi password that would be it, <laughs> it would be, or just the king it's just the king and and, and type it right in just the king <laughs> Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. 
Dan's back on Monday. Coming up in a few minutes, going to head to Green Bay, pick up Aaron Nagler, Packers insider, founder of Cheesehead TV. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is on the verge of making a big announcement. Maybe it's another cleanse. Maybe, Doug, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers says, I don't know what my answer is going to be, but I'm going to do a cleanse, and then I'm going to have my answer. Like, it's going to come to me some. I'm going to go to Death Valley and do a cleanse, and it's going to come to me, and that's going to be my decision. <laughs> well, I, I mean, look, I do, I do think it's when you're looking for clarity, you know, uh, people do different things when they're looking for care. You know, some people go in Australia, you go walk about, right? And, you know, some people like to meditate, do yoga. Some people get just like to, I remember when I was in high school, I had a good friend, uh, Mark Seaton. He actually played, ended up going to Stanford, but he was trying to decide between Stanford and Notre Dame. And he had like a, his grandma had some some beach house or something and like uh, you couldn't get a hold of him for like a week he needed like three days to just himself to decide and that's what he did he didn't wasn't about his visits he just went and locked himself in the beach house and decided i want to go to stanford he went to stanford and he he went to the final four so uh, yeah everybody comes upon a decision in their own way Uh, but yeah i mean this is it's a very Aaron Rodgers way to go. Last year was hiking Machu Picchu, and this year it's <laughs> it's it's doing a twelve day cleanse and then telling everybody about it. Uh, this time that I was vomiting nonstop for three days, it was amazing. I found very I found a lot of clarity. Lots of people find clarity vomiting. Of course, that's after a late night when they're begging to the porcelain god to make it stop. Right? That's that that's that's where the clarity comes from. Anything. I'll do anything, anything to make me never have to have this go through this again. Just I, I'll, I'll give you anything, anything. My immortal soul, if I never have to go through this, you end this for me right now. That's like a movie thing, what's happened. Yes. Uh, but speaking of Rodgers, right, here's the, you know what I would love to see, Doug, because this is the one organization that could do it. We've been on this Rodgers going to make his decision for a long time. And every time he makes a statement, when he says, even when he says, no news today on my future, even something like that from Pat McAfee, that's done strictly just to needle LaFleur and Gutekunst, and, he, and it's constant. And you, I, I would kind of love, since we've always come at this from Rodgers' perspective, if when it comes down to it, the Packers say, you know what, we're just going to trade you. Regard, I, I know you, you, you don't know, you haven't made We're going to trade you. We're going to send you to a preferred destination in the AFC, whether it's Denver or the Raiders, which is, you know, that, that's probably where he wants to go if it has to be in the AFC. But we're, we're going to do this because we're sick of your act. And you would think not many teams would do that, but we've watched the Packers do it before with Brett Favre, and you've seen these guys coming to work every day for the last year and a half where Aaron Rodgers' happiness is dictating everything with the team. And every time he says something publicly, you can say, oh, it's to mess with the media. It's to mess with the fans. No, it's I'm going to do this to the front office. I'm going to do this to LaFleur and Gutekunst. I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it. I'd love to see the Packers just stand up and say, you know what? No, we're, we're moving on. But on the MVP, no, we haven't gone to the Super Bowl. We've had playoff games at home the last two years. We haven't won. You've not put points on the board. We're going on. I would kind of like to see that. Why would you ever do that? I mean, I mean it's an honest question. Why, why, would, you, why would you do that? Well, look, Rodgers is a a terrific quarterback, right? MVP. You have gotten to the playoffs the last two years. No, no, wait, wait. Explain explain to me why you would want Aaron Rodgers to leave. Why would you? You have him under contract. You have a championship caliber team. Why would you want to part ways with with Aaron Rodgers? Do you have a championship caliber team? Yes. You you do, really? 
I think you probably need to add some pieces, and that's one of the reasons that they get they, – I mean, like, look, special teams cost them that game, but they still were limited offensively, not just because they're playing against, you know, San Francisco's nasty, and their offensive line isn't as good as it could be. It should be. They need to make that better. Obviously, having Bakhtiari back will help them. And they, they need a weapon or two. He needs a tight end. He needs a legit – Mercedes Lewis had a tremendous career, but he's at the end of that career. You need – nobody else scares you. So he wasn't great, but I – are you really going to say we want Aaron Rodgers to walk away just because he's a pain in the ass? The answer is no. I don't think anybody who, when you catch a breath and you're reasonable about it, you realize that that's, that's a better option than having Aaron Rodgers back. I know you just said they need a lot of things. That's not close to being a championship team. That's tough, man. That's tough. All right, let's see what uh, Aaron Nagler has to say. Green Bay Insider, Cheesehead TV founder with us here on the hotline. Uh, where are you right now, Aaron? You, you've, been, you've been seeing this up close the last year and a half. Where are you on Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, it's you know the topic to everybody all day long, 24 hours a day in Packerland. That's all anybody talks about. And I, I tell you what, I'm, I understand the idea of you've got to keep Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVP. He's playing at such a high level in that offense. Why would you ever move on? I understand that thinking. But, man, i got I got to be honest. I understand wanting to turn the page and start a new chapter, especially given that you'll never, ever have a cleaner, better moment to start a new kind of you know moment in Packers history. You're going to get a boatload in return if you do trade him. You're talking about needs and things they need to add to the roster – Yes, Jordan Love is young, and he's gonna. There's gonna be growing pains, but you drafted the kid for a reason, you know. Aaron, as you were just talking about, has had it laid out the last two years. Number one seed trip, you know, to the Super Bowl on the line, both times, both seasons have ended with him trying to force a ball to Devontae Adams. You know, does he need a little bit more help offensively? No question about it. But they went and you know traded for Randall Cobb, something the GM admitted he never would have done if Rodgers hadn't basically demanded it. Randall fights through a core injury for over a month to get back on the field, and they don't even draw up anything for the guy. He was really effective prior to getting hurt. Where, where I just That idea of this organization completely building itself and bending over backwards for one guy, how did that work out for the Saints? Where are they right now? That's the path the Packers have seemingly determined that they are going to go down. Hey, Aaron, I don't I, I, think it's healthy I, for the organization. I'm glad you brought up the Saints. Okay, you're 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 right. They're nowhere. That's because they didn't have Drew Brees. Okay. Yes, they lost in the playoffs the three previous years on all these crazy instances, and Drew Brees was far more limited at that point in his career than Aaron Rodgers is. But you want to bring out the point about that's the perfect example. You replace Drew Brees with a guy who threw for 5,000 yards. Okay. Now, he couldn't stay healthy, but I mean, you're still kind of holding your breath with Jameis Winston anyway. Yeah. Like, you you know, I mean, the, 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 the Favre to Rodgers is the exception, right? It's the Montana well, course, to Montana to Young is Montana the exception. Young, the right. Buffalo Bills took 25 years to find somebody to replace Jim Kelly. The Dolphins are still searching for a guy, still to, I right? It, man. I so I, you got and 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 you know the, the, we're in year two of the Patriots, and it was better, but was it? Is it like long term all that good? So. I just yeah, but careful. Have, okay, but you talk about the Saints and the Patriots and what have you. Those teams stuck with their superstar quarterback. Now the Patriots were obviously successful. They yeah. won, you know, they went a decade without winning a Super Bowl, and then they won a few before Tom was out the door. 
But like you're talking about, you know, they traded away Garoppolo, and now where are they? I just think it's the perfect time. It just makes sense if you're dispassionate about it. You know, it's, it makes a ton of sense to get what presumably would be a boatload of assets and just reset your franchise. It's the perfect moment to do it rather than kicking the can, something they've never done. They're completely pushing all this money out, all these contracts, restructures, what have you. That bill is going to come due. It came due for the Saints. Steelers are about to go down the same road because they've sure. been Roethlisberger for too long. What, like, there's so many. You're talking about like, history being your guide here. There's so much evidence to suggest that this is the incorrect way to go about it, but they're going to. They're completely beholden to the superstar quarterback. I understand it. He's a, a very rare talent. I get it. The temptation to, oh, just one more year, just one more year. And then all of a sudden, his career is over. They haven't won another Super Bowl, and they're screwed. Yeah, I, 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 what, what about this, guys? Um, if they thought Jordan Love was a dude – then that would have that. Then we know what the plan would be. They they've had him for two years, and everyone when he was drafted, it to people in the league it made sense. It's late first round. Let's not act like it's like a top five pick. It's not like a Trey Lance thing. Okay, it's a late first round pick. They moved up a couple spots for, it, but he was a two years away, and Aaron Rodgers was the the everyone thought at that time the skills were starting to partially be diminished, right? But if they knew Jordan Love was a dude, we wouldn't be having this discussion. They wouldn't be moving mountains to keep Aaron Rodgers. They're telling you what they think of Jordan Love, based upon the fact that they cannot and should not let go of Aaron Rodgers. I think there's part there's partial truth there. I do totally agree that they probably aren't ready to turn things over to Jordan. They don't think he's ready. But the only way he's going to get ready is by playing. The same thing happened with Aaron. And don't forget, Aaron Rodgers himself on the Pat McAfee show last year talked about that game on a Thursday night when Favre got hurt and he came in down in Dallas. That was his third year. And that was the first glimpse anyone ever had where it looked like, oh, wait, maybe this kid can play. And Rodgers himself said, that's the game with a narrative changed from, oh, this guy is a possible draft bust to, oh, maybe he can play. That was three years in. You know, so this idea that, you know, we haven't seen much from Jordan Love. We got the one start, which was, you know, he didn't get a lot of help from his coach, I don't think. But he did not play well in that game. There's no doubt about it. But he was basically looking like Rodgers looked his first couple of years in Green Bay. So I think they understand, no, I believe probably Jordan is not ready. But I do think they're – very patient. They've shown that as an organization. And they think probably they get at least one more year with Rodgers. They've got control of Jordan for at least two more years. So the best of both worlds, really, if you do keep Aaron in that sense, because you can allow your young quarterback to continue to develop. So I understand that thinking. Like I said, I think there's partial truth to the idea that they are somewhat saying, yeah, Jordan ain't ready. Aaron Nagler with us, co-founder of Cheesehead TV, Packers Insider. He's on Twitter, at Aaron Nagler. Okay, so going forward, we said we're, he's going to give us this decision. He's been talking on Instagram and putting out messages. Can you parse anything from this, or is this just him continuing to, to needle Gutekunst and Lafleur every time he says, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make my – I'm not <laughs> happy with the front office. Because that's what I come back to, Aaron, is that every time he says something, that he says, my decision's coming, no decision yet, I'm thankful for the team. Every time he says something is a needle towards them. And it's the, and it's, and it's the front office and the coaching staff going, Aaron's not happy and we're the bad guys. Aaron's not happy and we're the bad guys. And I, I look at that and I go, how long can you go through that before you just say, all right, it's, it's time for us to just, to just move on? That's what I keep coming back to. 
And I, I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying, especially, you know, coming off of last summer, right? But I think the tenor is very different now with Aaron and the, and the team. I do, I, you know, I take him at his word. I think he and Brian Gutekunst are in a much better place relationship-wise than they were, you know, when all the drama was going on out after the draft last year. Um, I don't think, obviously the team has made it abundantly clear, uh, whether it's Matt talking about it in his final presser of the season about wanting Aaron back, Mark Murphy writing it on the team website. Um, now we've got, you know, reports about Packers ready to offer him 45 to $50 million a year. Like, it's clear that they've hired Tom Clements, his favorite quarterback coach. You know, it's, it's very clear the Packers have at least publicly put it out there that, yes, we want Aaron back so that when this decision does get made, if it is okay, I want to be traded, the team can say to their fan base, we tried, man, we tried to keep him. Um, I don't know. I don't really look at it at this point as he's needling the front office. I think, I, again, I take him at his word. I think he needs some time. I think some of this is a stall tactic because of the Devontae Adams situation. He, you know, when he was talking on Max the other day, I think, you know, there's a little bit of, okay, I want to make sure my guy gets taken care of. And that, as we know, that deadline for the franchise tag is March 8th. I think that's the date to circle here. Um, but, no, I think, I, think that I, I genuinely buy that they're in a much better spot than they were last summer. All right, so what's your gut? <laughs> uh, my gut is that he's going to come back. They're going to pay him a lot of money, and he'll probably be in town for two or three more years. That's my gut. They get rid of love? No, I think they keep love. I mean, I think, like I said, it's kind of a, I mean, not perfect, but it's a, you know, a really good situation in the sense that you have a young guy that you're developing, and if anything were to happen to Aaron, you have a guy who's been in the system now for, you know, a couple of years and is ready to step in. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see much happening at the quarterback spot other than Aaron returning and then con- continuing to win a bunch of games. He's on Twitter, at Aaron Nagler. That is at Aaron Nagler, co-founder of Cheesehead TV. Thanks a bunch for stopping by. And if he makes a decision in the next five minutes, we're going to call you back. That sounds great. I'll be here. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Have a great one. Yeah. Do you think we get a news dump Friday, or do you think we get? Do you think he waits till a, a, a Sunday or a Monday to drop this, this stuff on us? Oh, no, no. Come on. The, the, the amount of attention he likes from everybody, it's, gonna, it's not going to be a weekend news dump. This is not going to be, hey, Tom Brady's retiring, which is he really retiring? No, no. He's going he's gonna to take every bit of, of the news cycle uh, to, to make this decision. He's wanted this for a year and a half. Of course he's going to do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, it, it's, it's interesting that. I know Aaron a little bit. I'm not going to sit here and say we're boys. I've hung out. I I don't know if if he desires the amount of attention that the public perception that he desires is. Like, I legitimately think, I legitimately think that what he's trying to do with McAfee is just let people in on who he really is. But he, I don't think it's a desire for attention. I just I think it's his way of contextualizing everything you know so there's it's like the um uh it's 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 like that's a footnote to all the things that are going on is like well you know, what did he mean by that social media post well he happened to appear on on pat mcafee and then he he gave you kind of context to what that post is and what he does it after every sunday it's the same thing he wants to contextualize his life with that but i don't know if it's a need for 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 attention as much as a need to explain that that's so maybe maybe let's let's do this, Jason. Let's use when he drops this news as a 
as a as a gauge for if he is an attention seeking dude, right? What day and what time you drop it? Okay, I'm, speaks I'm very you. much to who you are, who, who you are, and what you're I'm about. I'm with you. I'm with you, and, and, I, and I feel confident about my end of this because just think about the last few days for Rodgers, right? What does he do, supposedly? I went on a cleanse. I needed to purify my mind and my body, and I needed to put healthy things in. I needed to expel my toxins. I needed, I needed a better, be in a better place mental health-wise and physical health-wise and all. I want to be pure, my body. I'm using this cleanse that people have been doing in India for thousands of years, and then I'm going to go put a post on Instagram. So just think about that for a second. Oh, I get this 12-day cleanse, and the first thing I had to do was, oh, I had to get on social media and thank people and thank my fiancé a paragraph before I thank Jordan Love. Like, Jordan Love gets the same shout-out as Shailene Woodley does and David Bakhtiari and, and Nathaniel Hackett and LaFleur. I mean, th- that's kind of who he is. Maybe it started out that he wanted people to know more about him, but I think it happens when you can be the king of the news cycle like that. I think it's kind of a natural progression that, boy, I kind of – I like this. I kind of like saying something and seeing everybody jump, and and that can kind of go to your head. And I think that's where he is right now. Yeah, that's that's a that's a. I like that. Uh, um, I, I I like that. That's this is how we're going to decide. This is how we'll decide what his intentions are based upon how and when it comes out. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. By the way, how nervous are people like Adam Schefter now going, this Rogers system is going to come down and bleeping Pat McAfee is going to get it. I'm not going to get to break this news. It's going to be Pat. A guy that doesn't wear sleeves is going to break this story wide open across the country. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Uh, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Coming up next, not the only quarterback in the news, Aaron Rodgers. Could we possibly be seeing a path to the Sean Watson coming back and getting traded sometime soon? That's coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Happy Friday. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, thanks to Aaron Nagler, Packers Insider, Cheesehead TV, who stopped by with us a few minutes ago, talked the latest on Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, Doug, you, you and I have been working together a while now, and I'm starting to pick up on, on some of your nuances. And mm-hmm. it, it's pretty cool because I could tell when we brought Aaron Nagler on and he talked about, hey, now's the time to trade Aaron Rodgers. And I know you and I are on other sides of this. I, I could tell how upset you were because I could hear you sigh into the microphone. And like I know, <laughs> OK, Doug, Doug, Doug's coming out of this with guns blazing right now because I can hear the <sighs> while he well, was I, talking. And I just I, I knew just, you were coming. in. <laughs> this is this is the thing. This is the thing. OK. And, and, I, and I mean this in all sincerity. Like what you're saying in theory isn't wrong, right? But the, I'm just telling you the reality is it's like you talk to an NFL GM like nobody wants to be the guy that trades Aaron Rodgers. You got to be the because Aaron Rodgers goes and wins the Super Bowl. You're, you're, like, you're the biggest idiot ever. 
Like keep keep in mind, the Patriots didn't do that. They didn't they didn't trade Tom Brady. His contract was up. He had a decision. It's a completely different thing. It's the same thing as Seattle. Seattle's a team who should absolutely like, hey, if you want to give us Philadelphia, you want to give us all your first round picks, you know, and and picks for days, and we'll give you Russell Wilson in the division we're in. Yeah, we should probably make that. But you're not going to because the chances of finding another Russell Wilson, it's a needle in a haystack to find these quarterbacks. Tua was a guy, of course the Dolphins were dumping games. They were dumping games because they thought that was the only way to get Tua. Everybody thought, you know, Tua's a guy, Tua's a guy, Tua's a guy. Now he suffered a hip injury, but I think the Chargers still would have drafted Tua if they had a choice between him and Herbert. They got it wrong. It's hard to figure out who's going to totally translate in the National Football League. And once you have a guy that's been to... For, for Seattle, a couple Super Bowls. For Green Bay, a Super Bowl. But they're absolutely at the peak of their craft, and they, they can still both move and throw. Yeah, I, I, it's, it, the, the sigh comes from the reality to a sports radio conversation, which is more in hypotheses, more theory than, than in, in reality, in, in my opinion. They traded Brett Favre. Didn't think that was going to happen. They traded Brett, Brett Favre. So, okay, Brett, we're moving on. We're moving on. They drafted Jordan Love to take over just like they drafted Aaron Rodgers to take over. Uh, uh, true, okay? But here's the here's the difference in the sequence, okay? First, Favre to Rodgers, this retirement, not retirement, possibly move on. This was three years in a, in a row, and he had announced he was retiring and then said he wanted to come back, right? So the, it's the, the context is different. And No, this is had, two years of Rogers saying, I might want right. to leave. I'm not happy. So three years of Favre doing that and two years, of, that's not the same? I think it's kind no, of it's, it's It's similar. Okay, it's similar. But this would be if it goes to next year. And then, again, after an NFC Championship game, Rogers says, I'm done, gets on a tractor in Mississippi. Or for him, he goes and hikes Machu Picchu again or something or finds something, some, some, something else to go explore and then comes out of the wilderness and says, I want to come back and play. There would be the parallel. There's some similarities. I think the biggest difference is, look, if they thought Jordan Love was a dude, then they would move on from Aaron Rodgers. The fact that they're willing to pay Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year tells you everything that you need to know about Jordan, Jordan Love and what they think of him currently. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. We'll have more on Aaron Rodgers coming up later on in the show. Uh, but I would mention this a couple minutes ago. Deshaun Watson and his situation, his legal situation when it comes to criminal aspect of it could be solved by April 1st uh, if there's no charges brought to him. It would then be the civil cases that would take months and months to to unravel and go through. There's reports, Pro Football Talk, a couple have had them, that there's teams interested in trading for Deshaun Watson now. And by now, it's, hey, as long as the criminal stuff gets settled and he can play, we will trade for him. Do you see a team doing that, Doug? Do you think there's teams right now that are really saying, we want to be in the Deshaun Watson business and we want to, hey, we'll, we'll give what you need for it right now uh, to get him and bring him into our team? Well, I love the, the, the if then, right? It's the if then. You know, I would love to go on a date with you when your divorce is final, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's the if and the, and the and, you know, if, you know, six months from now, I just, do I think people want Deshaun Watson? Hell yeah, they want Deshaun Watson. Do I think anybody wants to put their, attach their name to it right now? No, still toxic until this, some, until all the criminal stuff goes completely away and some of the civil stuff. And, and even then, just like saying it, it just becomes lip service, right? Becomes lip service until somebody says, 
we want Deshaun Watson. We're willing to take any of the any of the the heat that comes with it. These are just teams. This is just trying to create a market which apparently doesn't exist. That, that's the the truth to it. I don't think this would be discussed, and there'd be more specifics to it unless I mean, like, look, when there two teams, it was the Minnesota and who's the other one that that were mentioned, and then quickly Deshaun Watson's camp was like, no, 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 we weren't we weren't really thinking about those teams. No one wants their team's name attached to Deshaun Watson. The Dolphins had it. It was toxic. The Vikings had it. Again, not realistic because they have Kirk Cousins and all that money, and I think they actually prefer Kirk Cousins, as bizarre as that may may sound. The point is that no one wants their name attached to it as a team because his name is still too toxic. Yeah, it was Tampa Bay. Right, like you're going to go from Tom Brady to, to that's going to go. You're going to go from Tom Brady. We're going to bring in Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it's it, look in a vacuum. I agree. They would love to have it though. That's how the conversations go. Hey, would you like Deshaun? Well, yeah, sure. It's all, great. Hey, hey, let's leak it out. Hey, oh, I talked to like three teams. They both said they would like Deshaun Watson. Well, wait, wait. What? What are the details? No, no, no details. Just say it. Just say it. we want to create a bidding war. Uh, Twitter at Albatafresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, Coming up next, we get into a big debut coming up tonight in the NBA. This is Fox Sports Radio.